Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. I absolutely love Babbel because their courses help me learn real-life conversational skills. It's so easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, speak to the locals without having to consult language apps. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time offer for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, at babbel.com SPP. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com SPP. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com SPP. Rules and restrictions may apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast where we talk to smart people, but not necessarily done by smart people. That is an awesome question. This one goes down probably on one of my top five. Hey, I like nutrition. I like to eat food. This is the coolest thing ever. We're going to do this forever. I wish I paid more attention in that class. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand that. As a man, I just, I don't get it. Welcome to smartpeoplepodcast.com. Hello and welcome to Smart People Podcast, conversations that satisfy your curious mind. Welcome back to part two of our listener questions and 2017 year in review. What's going on, Chris? I don't know, man. I just really feel like having you and I on the podcast again brings me back and I enjoy it. Maybe maybe we can make this a real thing. I think we both have the time now, so <laughs> we can do that. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed the first part of this series. We're kind of continuing it with this episode. Some more questions, and then we will wrap things up with a quick, what do we think about our guests this year? We go through each one and give you the skinny. And there was more drinking. There was. I actually think, John, you started to slur your words towards the end. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Amanda was making fun of me. When I was editing. Anyway, one thing we really want to highlight here is if you're a fan of the show and maybe not just the casual listener, but if you really feel bought in, you've been listening for some period of time or you really enjoy it and want it to get better. We need to talk to you. There's a lot of specific reasons behind it. We can do it via email, Skype, Skype video, whatever works for you. Please reach out to us at smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com and just say, hey, I'm a fan. I'm here to help. And don't worry, we'll chat with you and we'll hook you up. Help us shape the show. Reach out, smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Here is the final leg of our two-part series wrapping up 2017. We hope you had a great holiday season and are enjoying a great start to 2018. Here is to more great things to come. 
more knowledge to be learned, and more podcasts to listen to. Enjoy. All right. Hold on. We're we're two hours in and we have a handful we have a handful of questions on podcasting. We got a lot of questions of people inquiring about like the business of podcasting, how to start podcasts and all those kinds of things. So I thought it'd be pretty cool to talk about some of these things. This question seems to be the best thing to start it off in terms of how to start a no, podcast. No. Oh gosh. No. I'm gonna start it here. If you don't have a podcast, you should. All right. That being said, <laughs> and this is the best that I get to ask you this first. What are the basics in terms of website slash servers <laughs> needed for starting a podcast? Call John. All right. End so, of answer. So you only no, need you no, only no, need one no, answer for no. this. Can I, can I take this seriously? Actually, yeah. I say this to a lot of people. We consult. like So all jokes aside, yes, I didn't know technology. Now I do because John has trained me. I'm pretty good at this stuff. But all jokes aside, the thing when we deal with consultations and we help other companies, we help people build their podcasts, which we've done a number of times. What I always say is the reason we've done it for seven years, consistently good product is because of both of us. What I will say is find somebody who likes the aspects you don't. Yeah. That's it. Agreed. So technology wise, could I do it? Yes. Could I learn it? Yes. Do I want to? No. And guess who does? One of my best friends. And that is a key. And by the way, we interviewed the author of Powers of Two. Oh my gosh. Yes. Having that interview and then talking to each other afterwards and just being like, I love you. Yeah. That's a, that's actually would that's close to, oh my gosh, going back to the book answer. Sapiens would be up there. Yeah. Sapiens would be up there. And so would Powers of Two by Josh Shank. That's episode 155. But talking about creative pairs, I never want to build something alone anymore. Like ever. Yeah, we, we, we call each other with ideas. I'm like, do you want to be part of this? Just we consider ourselves McCartney and Lennon. Pretty much. Well, I mean, is that a shocker? Listen to what we've created. The Beatles of podcasts. Anyway, so sorry. Long answer to say, yes, I know them. Am I an expert? No. But you know who is? John. Go for All it. Right. Here's the thing. You need nothing. Website and server, you don't need anything to start a podcast. You can do free services that are out there. Go check out Libsyn. You can do a $5 a month with Libsyn. Upload your podcast to that. I've started a handful of friends out with their podcasts on Libsyn for $5 a month. You don't need a website. Start with that. Just put it out there. And then once it gets to the point where you say, okay, I'm going to take this seriously, build a website Less than a hundred bucks, you can get a domain. You can host it on WordPress, all that good stuff. But nope, nope, nope. I'm not letting you get away with this. Here's oh why. Gosh. Here's why. No, I'm serious. If by the way, if you've made it to this point, you might respect this question and answer. But you are taking the knowledge you have and assuming other people know. You have to realize people don't understand. So I want you to take three or four minutes to legit walk through what that all means. Why don't I need a website? How the heck are people gonna find me if I don't have a website? What is hosting? What is Lipson? How do I get started? Your cliff note versions, because you're trying to- Fair, fair, okay. fair, fair. All right, so if I were talking to you, you were one of my friends and you wanted to start a podcast, I'd tell you to go to Lipson, get the $5 plan first. On there, you can create a, it's a pseudo website where you'll upload your files to, you'll upload the podcast, you'll have an RSS feed, you'll have a site, everything will be good to go. 
you submit that site to iTunes and all the great RSS feed readers out there. And then once you want to take it serious, then you can start thinking about, all right, I'll dive into hosting. I'll build a website. I'll get some people to help me out. If you don't have coding experience, somebody will help you. You can hire somebody on the cheap, build a site, include the RSS feed there. But literally, you can start a podcast with $5. And it's important to remember that it is extremely hard to build out everything. I'm not going to downplay that. But if you want to start a podcast, sign up for one month of Libsyn, upload an MP3 to your account, and it will be live. I mean, they're really, you don't need permission for anybody. This is why I love Alexis Ohanian, his book, Without Their Permission. You need no permission. You can do this for $5. You could record it on your phone. There's yeah, so many. See, I think what you're missing here is would would you do that? No, like, no. let's not be honest. If, let's be if honest. you want to no. do a professional podcast, sure. But what are the basic? The question is, what are the basics in terms of website servers needed for starting a podcast? Let's a Libsyn account. That's it. Just the Libsyn account. You okay. could start a podcast that way. Most people think of, well, then how are people going to find me? And the answer is. Get a Twitter account. Sign up for Facebook. And number one, submit. Oh, well, yeah. iTunes. I mentioned that. You got to submit your RSS You can't skip over this. Look, John is so far in the tech clouds that he misses a point. You put it on. Here's the thing. If you want Chris and I to consult for you, just reach out to us. Smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to help you out. But, but the reason it's good is because I can see it from the person who doesn't yeah, know what they're doing. Absolutely. And you're too far. Go to Libsyn, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N. It's a hosting service. You can, they'll, and by the way, they will help you figure it out. You upload. If you don't know what upload is, then then See, just Chris quit. downplays okay. this okay. because he's been helping organizations and other places do these podcasts. So yeah. he does know. Yeah. Good point. Upload Reach it to us. and submit it to iTunes and you will have, I promise you this. If you put together a decent podcast, by decent, whatever you consider that, upload it to Libsyn and get approval through iTunes, which is a process. Like, we can't cover this. I'll tell you what. If you want to know, if you want John and I to do a full episode on creating a podcast, let us know. If we get more than 20 people who say I want it, we'll do it. Okay? How's that sound? Fair? Let's make a- Smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. We'll make like a course or something. Yeah. At Smart People Pod, Smart People Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Next question. So this is not fair because I didn't even answer the last one, but how did you scale the amount of storage you use? How did you plan to pay for it? <laughs> this is amazing. So we initially started hosting our podcast on our own WordPress account. So that meant that we uploaded our file to our WordPress account And that file lived within the server that we were on. And every time that that file got hit, it counted against the amount of storage that we used. Are you explaining it simple enough? I I think so. So when that happened, we got featured on, we got featured on iTunes and suddenly thousands of people downloaded our podcast and our site started slowing down. So we had to figure out a way where can we move these files that will not impact our site performance? And that's when we moved to Libsyn. And Libsyn is 
I think it was 20 bucks a month when we when we first uh, moved to Libsyn. So scaling our podcast, we went from self-hosting to Libsyn. So we incurred an additional $20 a month, which we paid for out of pocket at first. And then once we started our Amazon affiliation, we started getting some money from that and that was covering our hosting stuff. So that's how we planned to pay for it. We hope that the listeners would buy enough stuff through Amazon to cover our monthly costs, which they did. And that's how we scaled. Really? Yeah. Are you sure you have that all right? I'm I'm positive because because Lipson was only twenty bucks a month when we moved to that. And when we were doing Amazon, Amazon was making us around forty dollars a month when we first started. Really? Okay. Interesting. Because back then you have to remember in two thousand ten the Amazon affiliate program actually oh, or it, Amazon it associate better. program it, better. it was like seven to ten percent yeah, yeah. on all purchases yeah even including like electronics so and stuff like that even the purchases that we said we made we, we made buy a 200 dollars mic and we make 20 bucks right or we whatever. would do that yeah. and then we'd we'd email to our family and friends and say hey anytime you shop on amazon use this link and it became this instantaneous 30, 40, 50, 100 bucks a month for yeah, I think us. the vast majority of it was people we knew. I mean, we would, send out, we, would, we would email 100 people that we knew yeah. around Christmas time. I still remember, the, the no, I still remember the first email that we sent where we said, hey, we're doing this podcast. The best way to pay for this is through this Amazon link that comes to no cost to you. Yeah. And we sent it to 150 of our friends and family. Yeah. And between your parents, yeah. my parents, friends that we had, we started generating like twenty, thirty, forty dollars a month. Yeah, that's right. And that covered our hosting costs, our website costs, and all those things, which was fantastic. All right, moving on. What three podcasts, not including your own, do you recommend to your audience? Wow. Okay. First of all, the daily. A lot of the podcasts these days are super high end. They're produced, etc. And I like some of them, but the daily is just, it may, there's something about it that makes me feel informed. So that's one. Two is Masters of Scale with Reed Hoffman. And again, it's just well done. It's not just produced, but I feel like what Reed says is very clear and concise. And three, I've been listening to recently, so I'm just going to throw this out, is Ear Hustle which is from Radiotopia. You know what I find interesting? And man, this is like so vulnerable for me to say, but a lot of the podcasts I listen to are these kind of high-end ultra produced shows, which is the way podcasting is going. And the problem is I wouldn't necessarily say that's our show. So we talk about it a lot, but wanting to do more of that high-level production or maybe adding a podcast that's story-based but the economics aren't necessarily there. So does this medium start becoming a monopoly for people who this is their business? And so that's why we're just always appreciative of those that listen. With the time we have, we try so hard to add a unique voice in a crowded medium. So anyways, those are three that I'm jiving on right now. What about you, John? All right, my three, before podcasting was a mainstream thing, There's a show called Dignation, which Kevin Rose was on. I love that show. That actually inspired me to 
even do the first podcast that I ever did. But there's a show, The Kevin Rose Show. I love it. Kevin interviews all kinds of people. I'm not including that in my top three. That's kind of a bonus. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, also, Master of Scale. I was going to mention what? that. I'm not going to mention it. You can't. Yeah. So, Be never mind. Recode Decode by Kara Swisher. I love Kara Swisher. I think she is the queen of tech. And she holds people to the highest standard. She does not put up with shit. She is the best. You're such a nerd. Listen to that podcast. It's amazing. The other podcast that I listen to, I'm going to be honest, I listen to podcasts for entertainment. I don't listen to learn. I listen for entertainment. I love comedy podcasts. So if you're into comedy, one of my favorite podcasts is Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook is an improv-based comedy podcast. I absolutely love it. It takes a very specific type of person that would be into this show. But if you're into it, you'll understand it. You'll love it too. And finally, Pod Save America. Pod Save America is a result of, I believe, the 2016 elections. It's the first time that liberal media has a big following and that kind of thing. I love it. They're all about getting into like grassroots campaigning and all that kind of stuff. Love Pod Save America. Get into it. Can I tell you something that's funny? What's that? I don't like Pod Save America. You're crazy. No, it's like it's getting jocked so hard. I I've tried to listen. So, I'm like, not my style. So here's the thing. I listened to them when they were on the 1600, which was on the ringer. It was, so it was a Bill Simmons thing. They were on the ringer. They talked about the election, the 2016 election and all that kind of stuff. And then John Favreau, John Levitt, Tommy Veter, they all left, which, by the way, Corey Hill Wallace, good friends with that group. Oh, interesting. Because I think she's friends with one of their fiancés or wives. Hmm. Uh, but that's crazy because I see them like promoting Chup's stuff and really? talking to Corey. Yeah, it's, it's small world. But I, I love that group. They've gotten me inspired to be interested in politics, to even thinking about running for local. So announcement, I would love to run for local Governor? government. No, not that level. Senator? School board, man. I want to get on school board. <laughs> I know board we talked about this. Because Can you give my wife some more money? I I am so into tech education that I want to see it expanded into like Virginia school systems. Can you call it Tedjucation? I will 100% call it Tedjucation <laughs> if I get into the school board. But one of my one of my dreams in the next 5 years, I'd love to run for Fairfax County School Board, be on the school board. I don't have kids yet. Hopefully when I do have kids, it will matter. But I'm into politics now because of Pod Save America. Okay. Oh, the other thing I want to mention about the podcast that you like is you said, I listen to podcasts for fun, not to learn. Do you find that ironic that you help host and produce a show that's based on learning, yet you don't listen to podcasts to learn? Nope. Tell me why. Here's why. Do I think that somebody that plays baseball wants to watch baseball? Yeah. No, I don't. Are you kidding me? You think... Yes. You think Bryce Harper and Aaron Judge yes, I are like, I can't wait to have a day off so I can watch MLB? Maybe when they're retired. No. Okay, not in the middle no. of No. But I like the analogy because I, I hear you, right? 
we listen to our own podcast. We do that to learn. We get to highlight what we want to learn and pick those people. Exactly. Okay. I spend a lot of time learning through our our podcast. podcast. On the flip side, I will say this. 90% of the time I listen to podcasts to learn. I, we've always differed in this. I don't, I don't, but do a, we, lot, a lot of things I do aren't for fun. I, I don't <laughs> right? think, for knowledge. I don't think that you're Just into sad. comedy the same way that I am. No, I'm not. Because like I go to comedy no, shows and yeah, do all those no. kinds of things. Right. So it's one of my favorite forms of entertainment. I, I find that the, the comedy podcasts are such a genuine way for comedians and their fans to connect. That that's why I'm like drawn to it. But if I were, I mean, it's a perfect medium for comedy. It, it's the reason podcasting exists. By it the is. way, yeah, a hundred percent is. I totally. mean, if you look at comedy podcasts, I mean, Mark Maron million plus downloads per episode. See, uh, by the way, Mark Maron and Joe Rogan. Why do people listen to them? Well, okay, Mark Maron, Maron, Maron is one of has, the best interviewers. I was going to say Maron when he has good interviews. Ever. Okay, fine. But and Joe Rogan. Are you kidding me? Joe Rogan Are you is kidding me? No. He's smart. He's a deep guy. Joe I don't get Rogan. That. I mean, is, I don't doubt that. The the thing about Joe Rogan and he's so genuine in learning. Yeah, that it's true. He, he does the same thing that we do. He does. I obviously we're not Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan is so interested in learning from he the is. person that he's talking to that he talks to them for four hours. Nothing against Joe Rogan. Four hours. My point is this. Who does that? This episode that we're doing that we've done one time in seven years, this is what Joe does every episode. Yeah. How do we, I mean, how many people just want to listen to people talk? So here's the thing. My wife wants to hang herself when I turn podcasts on. But a lot of people do jobs that having podcasts on in the yeah, background yep. helps them get through the day. No, that's true. That's true. And you know what? Like if they enjoy that and that helps them, then he's providing a service. It's fantastic. Yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts throughout the day too. And you tune in and out. See, and this I is tune where in we out. differ. And yeah. this is where I talk to my wife about it. And I am a th- I'm the type of person that I do not put anything in my sphere of focus unless I can fully focus. I don't I don't multitask. I don't like listen, talk, and watch. I I don't do you do it exponentially. It's well. Here's the thing. I I will be completely honest. I put on stuff for comfort. Yes. Fair. And when a lot of home, times, especially a lot of times I'm not actually listening. Right. It is background noise to make me feel comfortable. Mm. It's like, turn, it's like turning on the radio or the TV yeah. and just leaving it off. See, and I can't do that because I, if there's noise, if there's visuals, if I have to focus on it. I'm a, I'm, I'm like the anti ADD. I can focus so well that it's hard to not focus. I don't know. Who read the last question? Prescribe that. Uh, Who cares? What are your major cost categories for the podcast? Hmm. Interesting question. All right. I mean, this is fun. If you're still listening, then you deserve to to get it all broken down. So let's walk through it. Equipment is- What do we pay for monthly? Right. I was going to say equipment is a purchase. So you just make, and we can go through those if you want. But monthly, you're talking hosting, which is- Oh my God. Our hosting now because of our volumes around 110, 120 a month. Okay. 110, 120 bucks a month. That's one. Two is our email platform that we clearly do not use enough of. 40 to 50 bucks a month. 50 bucks a month, depending on the size of your platform. Okay. The next one is, I don't, 
I don't know what the next one is. What would be the next one? We still pay for Lipson. Why would we still pay for Lipson? Because we have old episodes on there. I don't want to lose continuity around things. So that makes sense. So you I, didn't want to transfer. I pay that twenty bucks a month for ease of mind. Wow. Okay. What about website stuff? I don't even know. We host through Bluehost. We'll call it 120 bucks a month. I thought we host through R19. That they host our media files. Don't worry about that. Well, then what is Bluehost host? Don't worry. No, Bluehost hosts host? our website. 120 bucks a month. We pay fifty dollars a month for our A Weber to to manage our newsletter. So we're at 170 bucks a month. We pay 20 bucks a month for Libsyn. We're at 190 bucks a month. We'll call some other goods and services 50 bucks. So we're around 240, 250 a month to run the business just to keep it operating. That does not include any equipment we buy. That does not include any contractors we pay. That does not include any other services that we pay for. Yeah. And that's actually high, right? That's when, I mean, the amount of downloads we're dealing with in relation to most active podcasts. No, but that's why, that is why the Amazon link smartpeoplepodcast.com slash Amazon is so important because that brings us between 150 and 200 bucks a month. Right. But I want to be clear that if people are interested in starting a podcast, like you said, monthly, you could get away with five, 10 bucks a month. Equipment yes. wise, if you're, if you want to start a podcast, hundred dollars, hundred dollars, mm, USB mic, what's sure. your USB mic? The one, you, that one. You can buy uh audio technica, I think it's a 2105, it's a USB mic, 50 bucks, sounds beautiful. Get a you, $10 can, stand, you can do a it for less. You could, use, you could use your Apple earbuds and plug it into your computer. It yeah, won't, sound, it won't yeah. sound the best, but get a $50 USB mic. It'll sound great when you want to improve your sound. You can go up from there. And again, this is one of those things where, you know, it, people are probably like, wait, I want more, I want more. The reason we're not going through all the ins and outs of podcasting is because I don't know who cares about that. But again, if you want to know, we'll teach you. We'll tell you. Just email us. Let us know. All right. Next question. John, my son calls you Uncle Bon. That's the best. I love that. He's like, Uncle Bon. (laughs) So good. All right. Would you consider... Oh, man. Dude, we saved the best for kind of towards the end. This is like half the discussion of this podcast. I know. It's crazy. Would you consider raising funds via equity crowdfunding through Seed Invest to give people the opportunity to invest in Smart People Podcasts? Hey, I don't know what Seed Invest is, you right? Don't? So, I'm pretty sure you would have Googled that by now. So here's the thing. Would I love investment in us to start whatever company or raise this to whatever scale? Yes and no. One, we've never tried to do it on our own. Two, it would be great to have an infusion of money. So I don't know. Whoever wrote us this question, reach out to us, explain more. I'd love to know more about Seed Invest. So we're going to get into this with the next question as well. But even you said to me, one of the common themes we got was, how do we give you guys money? Can we just stop and talk about how mind-blowing that is? Sure. It's crazy. And here's what I mean. Like, first of all, it's flattering. Second of all, you're right. Like we have, there's been numerous times where we have considered not continuing the podcast. 
And the reason it's not greed, like this is a thing that we've had to learn. It's opportunity costs. And by opportunity costs, I don't mean what else could I be doing that could be making money. I mean, could I be reading my son a story instead of interviewing a guest at nine o'clock at night, right? Or whatever. So this idea has occurred to us often that there needs to be some ROI. And frankly, there isn't much, right? I mean, I tell everyone who wants to start a podcast, like, don't do it to make money. However, there's a number of people online who make money podcasting. And John and I have decided from the get-go, we didn't want to be them. Like, we didn't want to sell you a product. We didn't want to pitch you affiliate links. I mean, yeah, Amazon, fine. But you're already buying on Amazon. So whatever, right? And yeah, we have sponsorships. They, I mean, I don't know. What what are they? Well, we're going to get into those things. So let's hold off. Okay, fine. Okay. So anyways... What I liked about this is somebody saying, look, where could you take this if you had money? And honestly, that's what 2018 is devoted for, for you and I, I think. Agreed. How do we build this into a business? You seem eager to change the question. I am because there are so many versions of this question. So we should just keep moving. Fine. What are the various types of revenue generation for a smart people podcast? Okay. So we'll break it down for you. We make... 150 bucks a month on Amazon. We make oh, 1000 bucks a month on sponsorships. That I'd say between 800 and 2000. Yeah, so we're we're on mid-roll and mid-roll sells ads for us. Mm-hmm. And we typically have one or two ads per episode and they pay based so, on downloads. Yeah, so in our better years we've made $3,000 a month on ads and in our worst and in our slower times we made, you know, a thousand bucks a month. Yep. Um, and so that's sponsorships. Have we yeah. ever sold anything else? I mean, have we ever made money? Literally any anyway, donations. We get some donations. We used to, we used to actually be heavier in donations and we yeah. probably made around a couple thousand bucks a year, one, $2,000 a year just from donations. We stopped donations when we, yeah, when we started doing ads, get some, there, there's great, no, but... there's no reason to do donations, right? We've, we've thought about like the Patreon type model, which is I where think people we're going to go model. I think we're going to go Patreon model subscription. It, I mean, it doesn't hurt, right? It's like, if you like the show and find value, you can, I don't know, monthly. I don't want to look at it as a donation. I complete, I don't know if you know who Phil DeFranco is. Ah, Philly. Philly D. Philly D. Is making a news network. And he caught a lot of flack because people were like, oh, you get so many donations. He's like, it's not donations. This is a subscription service. Yeah, yeah, no, we would add extra value to it. But so we're going to be focusing on that. Is there more to this? Because I have so much to say about this. We could spend an hour on this topic. I mean, we have, those are our only revenue generation, our current revenue generation models. Yeah. I mean, we have future ones, hopefully. Yeah. But these are... And I'll tell you, look, These are the current. I'll be honest to you. If you're thinking about starting a podcast to make money, there's three ways. Is that a question, by the way, coming up or no? You see. would know. No, forget it. I if we hit it, you if we hit it, we'll go to it. it for like two seconds. If we hit it, we'll go to it. Here's the thing, right? Okay. Affiliate. Now, affiliate doesn't mean Amazon. Amazon's like cheapest, lowest hanging fruit. Affiliate is like Pat Flynn. You know, it's I'm going to teach you how to be rich by selling you products on how to be rich. And then I'm going to get 7%. No, no, it. no. Time out. What? Time out. What? Affiliate marketing is genius. It's great. I'm not I'm not discounting it. If you know how to play cricket and you can do a podcast on cricket and you can reach out to a cricket bat company, 
Yeah, you're right. That will pay you every time that you sell a bat for them. Sell bats for them. You will make so much money. No, you're right. Affiliate marketing is great. Don't get me wrong. So um, you can do affiliate marketing, which some people make a living off of. Most don't. You can do ad sponsorships. Yeah, I've eaten a boatload of those peanut butter cups, dude. You can do sponsorships. And here's how it works. Sponsorships make between, what, 20 and $35 per thousand? Is that what it is? Yeah, that, that's about right. Okay, so there you go. 20 and 35. I know it's a wide range, but just go with it per thousand. The best podcasts in the world get hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode. Gimlet, Marin, Comedy Bang Bang. They hit, they average probably around 750,000 to a million okay, so you're per t- episode. You're talking about though the 0.0001% of podcasts, oh, right? Easily. Um, if you're getting enough to warrant sponsorships, 10,000 downloads per episode or more, you know, you can make a few hundred bucks an episode. So the bigger thing is the people who do podcasts aren't doing it for the money or they have a product or service to sell, in which case you should do it. Do you have a business? Do you have a stance? Do it. Get out there. Okay. If you're niche enough, you can make more than that by doing like direct sponsorships. Yeah. So not ads. You might you might be like a home builder podcast and connect with some type of builder and they pay you X amount of dollars per month. So the the more you define what your podcast is, the better chances you have at connecting with potential revenue. Again, if you're building a podcast, here's what you should not do. Exactly what John and I did. And take a topic and be like, we just want to interview people on everything. Oh, the most broad and, thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do? Don't talk do that. to people. Don't do that. Okay. We're on to the next question. Why do so many smart people still not listen to podcasts? I think enough people listen to podcasts. It's blown now. up. It's blown up. Apple has a huge interest in podcasts. They just released an analytics tool for podcasts. So at some point, podcasts will be as mainstream as TV, radio. No, not TV, but probably radio. Would you call yourself an OG of podcasting? 100%. You totally 100%. Again, I listen to Dignation. I listen to, I mean, this is almost pre-iTunes for podcasts. Yeah. There were some Lost podcasts that I listened to about the show Lost. So ridiculous. Can't remember other ones, but absolutely. I would download MP3s to my super old iPod Nano. That was like the tall, skinny one. Yeah, so no. that should give you a timeline. You were. You were. You were an original gangster. And I would say we kind of are. Yeah. Two th- when we started this in 2010, I mean, seven years ago, like you know, there weren't that many super popular podcasts Marin I think had started he had started months before us the Michael Mara show had started is that still going yeah it's still going dude they're they're crushing they're doing great uh I'm trying to think of other podcasts like Dignation was just ending so that should give you a timeline you know it's funny so for a living I go teach workshops to organizations and so at the beginning of these it could be anywhere from you know 10 people to 500 people in these workshops and speeches and there's a bio right so somebody will typically introduce me or I'll have to introduce myself and a big part of it is the podcast and what's funny is I kind of have if I'm the one introducing myself I kind of have this 
standard line, right? I talk about professionally what I've done. I'll say, by the way, does anybody listen to podcasts? And it's hilarious. So I've been doing this job for three years and to see the first year, 5% would raise their hand. The second year, 10%. This year, 15%. It's not like a massive... I now I was expecting you to be like 50, 5%, right? 10%, 95 Exactly, exactly. That's my point. That When I go and like a few hands go up, I go, what the hell do you do on your commute? Like, yeah, that's great. What do you listen to the what radio? Are the, what are what the ages? What, what's the ages of the people that you're talking to? Oh, dude. I mean, I'd say average age 35. Okay. 30. I mean, it's I mean, not... That's, that's us. I know. It's not <laughs> old people. It's bizarre. Anyways, next question. How does your podcast generate bottom line profit and increased enterprise valuation? By the way, we had an offer to sell this show for $50,000. I know. But bottom line profit, we've been talking about. We do ads. We do Amazon affiliates. First of all, can we talk about our- Donations. Can we talk about our profit percentage? I don't know what the- We've had a couple of- beverages at this point but we have definitely limited our expenses oh yeah but i want to i really I, I get back to this because i have some i have something behind this if you listen to podcasts and they talk about the money they make i want to tell you one of two things one they're a huge podcast and they sell sponsorships this is your npr's your gimlet media's your Mark Marins, they can make more than a living off of their sponsorships. That's one. Everyone else does it by selling something they're talking about on their podcast. If they don't do either of those, they're not making money. John and I fall in this really weird kind of middle where we, we don't sell you guys anything and we don't have millions per episode where we make a ton. Do as we say, not as we do. Just don't, don't do what we do. All right. How can I help support your podcast enterprise to generate increased profitability and enterprise value? All right. This is awesome. I didn't see this question, so I love this. Here's the thing. As I mentioned multiple times, my goal in 2018 is to create things that are so valuable, people want to buy them. Now, I've really changed the way I look at marketing and sales. I do not want to figure out what people will buy. I don't. I want to figure out what people need. So what can you do to help us is not give us money. Like, yeah, that's great. If you're a millionaire, fine, give us money because that would matter. But my greater point is I'd rather hear from you. Like right. I, I'd honestly rather you say, here's the problem I'm dealing with. Or so if, if, if I was listening to a podcast for two plus hours and they said this, I would say I want more well-produced podcasts on the topic of and then i'd fill in the blank that's just that's just me maybe it's stories maybe it's entertainment maybe it's whatever but john and i are ready to make the leap like we are actively working towards making this a full-time career and the only way we're going to do it is add more value that's not on you that's on us what you could help us do is figure out what that value could be anything so email us at smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Just let us know what's on your mind. John, do you want to answer? Probably in 2018, we'll be reaching out to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. So we're not going to be asking for money. We're just going to be asking for input. So being able to provide that input to us, that's the best thing that can help support our profitability and enterprise value. 
Bingo, bango, bongo. All right, Chris, I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like this question is a dig at first, but we'll figure it out. Shit. The amount of opening filler makes me want to oh, move on. Yeah. That's just the statement. Okay. And then I think the question is, can you publish through Audible? iTunes sucks and is frustrating. Okay. So first, let me say two things here. The question or statement wasn't the amount of filler makes me want to stop listening. It was in general on podcasts. That's a podcast related statement, not necessarily ours. No, he said Chris Stemp. No. You stink. No. And oh, here's sorry. why I think that's important to highlight. I agree with you. I hate intros to podcasts. I really do. John and I had this conversation. If you go back and listen to our first podcast, we used it as a time to do this, have conversations, which I think is fun. But my point is, and then we said, you know what? I don't want to listen to people just shoot the breeze for 20 minutes until if I'm tuning in to get to an interview, right? So we have narrowed it down to three to five minutes. That is not a lot to ask, in my opinion. Not only that, but if all we did was, hi, welcome, we've got so-and-so on the show, and then they ended the interview and we cut off, we got no chance to talk to you about anything, who we are, what we're doing, what's on the show, you know, the book, the background, the things that mean anything. So we find the intro and conclusion to be a chance to connect. If you don't want that, we will gladly cut it out if we were able to connect with you elsewhere over email, over the web, whatever. So that's my take on we try to keep it three to five minutes to connect with you. Just say, hey, it's Chris. Here's why I'm excited about this interview. Here's this guy. Now, for the part about Audible, I'm going to turn this over to John because I know he has, he's got some opinions. John? I don't understand this. Okay. I'm not positive what the benefit of Audible versus a podcast would be because the kicker to this question was iTunes is frustrating. I agree. iTunes sucks. I think Apple Podcasts is marginally better, but there are so many podcast tools, downloading tools out there. So so is this for somebody who doesn't have an iPhone and doesn't want to use the podcast app? Like, I don't understand. I, I honestly don't know. I'm assuming that they have an iPhone because they're talking about iTunes or they have a Mac or they have something. They have a PC with iTunes. iTunes is not the only way to consume podcasts and subscribe to podcasts. So No, but this person said it was in the car. Yeah, but through their phone. Right. So can't you just use Stitcher and call it a day? Well, so that's the thing. What I'm trying to understand is if you're on Audible, Audible will download the podcast to your phone or whatever your device is. Which any app In will, the right? same way... That Apple Podcasts, that Downcast, Pocket Cast, Overcast, any of these podcast aggregators would do the same. Anything with a cast. So anything with a cast is going to, you can set to download over Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm not really sure where this question is coming from. But the direct question is, can we publish through Audible? Possibly. I've never looked into it. We've never looked into it. If getting on the Audible platform is easy and makes sense. We'll do it. This is another thing you need to know about John. He, for all of his information seeking, he doesn't do that stuff. He doesn't put 
us on it. He just says, hey, I got this good idea to like change the website, change the logo, go here. And then he oh doesn't do it. Gosh. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Oh Tell me I'm gosh. wrong. I'm so right. So let's ask who yeah, who has it. submitted the podcast to the Google Play Store, Microsoft Store, Spotify. I mean, 30 years ago. All these places, all the places that somebody named John knows about. 30 years ago. Good job. You did it once. Congratulations. Oh, oh my goodness. But if, if Audible is a thing, because I didn't think that podcasts were on Audible, I knew that Audible has books and now they have their Audible channels, but I don't believe they have podcasts, but maybe there's some deal we can make with Audible to get us onto their platform. I don't know. Good question. Not sure. Agree that iTunes is frustrating. iTunes actually sucks. All right. What is your position on Bitcoin or cryptocurrency? Have you created a podcast on the subject? If so, I've missed it and I apologize. This is amazing because this is the topic that I wanted to talk about in 2018. We have not had a podcast about this. What is our position? We own some. <laughs> we have a Bitcoin. My position on cryptocurrency is the technology is going to change the world, I believe. I don't know how yet. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know if it's going to actually be Bitcoin or a different version of some type of altcoin. But I truly believe that this technology will, will change things from here on. I am super interested in cryptocurrency just from learning about blockchain and learning about algorithms, all that kind of stuff, and learning how it could help developing nations. But I have no idea where it's going to go. So my take on it's a little bit different, and it's part of why I do this podcast. What I believe in is knowing your strengths is just important as knowing your weaknesses. And my weaknesses are technology thinking how technology is going to impact the future. It's just not my thing. So you know what I do? I interview, talk to, and hang around with people who can supplement those weaknesses. Again, Jonathan Levy. Yeah. Come back on this show. Right. So Jonathan, talk to us about crypto. Right. But like you also, right? Like you are a tech guy. You, you We were talking about Rojas over here almost mined Bitcoin in 2006. Oh my gosh. So seven? I don't know. Whenever it first came out, you almost mind it. The point is like, I know that's not my thing. It's never going to interest me. So what I do is I try and gather what the smartest people in the room, quote unquote, are doing, and then just follow them. And people would call that a follower. I call it smart because when I know something, I will lead. When I don't know, I'll find those that I trust, those whose values align, and I'll follow. That's my stance on Bitcoin. All right. I have one last question. Mm. What do you want from the podcast in 2018? Unique question because there's a lot of answers to it. I think what I really want is what it has provided me ever since the Steve McKee episode, which is excitement when I wake up. And it's what I felt when I think about when you and I started this in Arizona. I mean, we we stayed up all night sometimes. It was the only all-nighters I've ever I've ever pulled. I did not pull them in college. I don't pull them at work. I don't believe in them. But I remember staying up till the sun came up building our new logo. I remember or our, our initial logo. I remember creating our intro songs, you know. And so what I hope 
the podcast provides me selfishly is the excitement of creation. And the only way that's going to happen is if we continue to believe in the product and adapt and modify it to what people want and feel like we're adding value into the world. And so I, I, I truly believe that. What about you? I think a step closer to doing this full time. We love doing this podcast. It's been such a such a gift in terms of being able to be creative, being able to learn, all those kinds of things. And doing this full time and not having to go work for quote unquote the man. But it's not even about working for the man. It's not it's really not. No, that's it's a, about that's believing a loaded, in like what you're doing type thing. That's Don't a think? that's a very loaded thing because when I talk about working for the man, it's bigger than that in the sense that you want to do something that is extremely meaningful to you and your work in a job can be meaningful to you, but only to some percent, right? Because it's not yours. And with this being ours, it would be so much more meaningful to us. So it's less about working for the man and more about working for you. I think so. I think you had a good point that you worded poorly. Oh, I do that all the time. Right. All that, the time. That's why I do the interviewing. I'm, I'm bad with words. <laughs> but no, but your point is this. It's it's less about what you don't want to do and more what you do want to do. Right. It's less about not working in corporate and more about adding value to people you care about. It's care being, about. It's your terms, right? Like, yeah. But, but it's your terms, but it's like, I think we have gotten to a position where we can change the world in a way that we want to, in a positive direction. And now how do we do that and continuing that medium? And that's where we're going with this. If you made it this far, I don't know what is wrong with you. That's number one. Number two, I want to give you something. So email us and we'll give you something. Go to iTunes, leave a rating and review, screenshot that rating and review and send it to us at smartpeoplepodcast@gmail.com. I will write you a personal handwritten letter. I will make Chris also do so. And we will include a sticker because we want to thank you for being such amazing listeners. But we really do need those reviews to help this show grow. So, okay. So let me reiterate here. If you want something, email us. If you want something plus a sticker and a handwritten note, write a review and take a screenshot. Okay. That's fair. I like that. Compromise. So that's us. That's us. Those are the questions that you asked. If you have other questions, we'll happily answer them. Email us, smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Message us on Twitter, at smartpeoplepod. You know what? Find no, us on no, Facebook. I hate it. No, no, Smart no. People Podcast. X, all of that. X, no, this all is of it. all fantastic no, stuff. We're learning how to do marketing. Find us on those social media no, platforms. No. You know what I hate most? When I say to a guest or to anybody, I say, tell us where we can find you. Because that's fine. I want and they name 30 places. You know what I respect is when somebody names one place and or says, uh, type my name into Google. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. The only thing you need to do, sign up for the newsletter. And here's why I say that. Our newsletter, we've sent out, how many did we send out in 2017? Two. Maybe two, maybe three. We will send out more, but it's not to spam you. We're not, we don't have anything to sell, so we're not selling you. The reason is... As we continue the progress of this podcast in 2018, 
as we continue honing in on what we're doing, that's the method we're going to connect with people. So sign up and then you'll be part of it. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. It's all good. Hey, Smart People Podcast listeners, John here. If things seem like they're a little out of order here, it's because they are. Now on to the 2017 year in review. Welcome to Smart People Podcast. We're doing it a little different tonight. We are going to do our 2017 recap and I guess interview of each other. What are we calling this? I got to be honest. It's really nice to record with you again. Feels good to do a podcast again together. I Seriously, years, right? It's been years. In the same room? It was It was back when we lived in Arlington together in the townhouse. You we, think they can we, hear the ice cubes? Oh, absolutely. Am I... Am I I feel can you, beverage. can you hear mine? Look, it's the holidays and wherever you are, I got to say, John and I have been feeling a little nostalgic, grateful, happy, and hopeful about having this community, having this medium to connect. And we sent out an email of questions and asking questions and we got responses over and above what we here's, here's the crazy thing. Those are all index cards. From people that sent questions with a wide range of questions. Well, and I think it it changes the way we look at this. Like sometimes we talk about how much we want to connect with you, but we still, it's over the interwebs. It's over the audio. And if I were to meet you in a room, we'd be best friends in 10 minutes. You know, any, anyone listening. Oh, I was gonna say, are you talking to me? No, or? no. But but I'm just saying, like, so when we got this response with questions, it it really for me and John and I, none of this is scripted, but it reinvigorated how I feel about what we're doing and what we want to do. Oh, absolutely. When we sent that email, I was thinking, all right, we're gonna get three, five questions. Yeah. And we'll have to come up with our own questions too. But we got over thirty. We didn't have to do our own questions. I think we got well over that. Well, sure. Over 30. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You said over 30. Anyways, so here's what we're going to do. If you're like, guys, you're over two minutes in and I still don't know what the hell is going on. All right. Let me break it down. We wanted to have an episode that there's no real, there's not a lot of structure. If you really are in a mood to learn and sit and focus, this isn't the episode. But we're going to talk about things we've learned in the seven plus years of podcasting. Things we've learned uh, in the last year, highlights. I don't know what else. I mean, we're we, it, this isn't your typical like what we learned this year because this is I feel like a culmination of almost a decade of talking about podcasting. And most importantly, you're going to learn how we feel about cauliflower cross pizza. Let's get into it with a couple of things. First, I'm going to be really honest about a few things. John and I, for the past four years, I'd say, have been thinking, how do we make this, this podcast, but this idea, our lives, our careers, our everything, right? How do we go into work every day on this idea and turn it into reality? And all I want to let you know is one of my favorite guests of 2017, Steve McKee, is helping us out of his goodwill come up with that. Like, what is it that we can do in this world to add value and get a career out of it. I don't know. That's a weird way of putting it, but I'm really excited about that. And I think that kind of prompted you and I getting together. Oh, absolutely. We've talked about this where, you know, when we started this podcast, both of us were in jobs that we did not like. We either quit 
or took a leave of absence and used the podcast to figure out what we wanted to do and eventually find our way to the, the jobs that we're in now. So after that, you know, we've been doing the podcast because it's it's amazing to talk to really smart people and it's awesome to help folks that have that same question that we do. And now we're thinking about like, what do we want this? You know what? what do we want now? You bring up a good point though. I, I, I always wonder if people are sick of hearing the story. So I, I, should we, have we ever gone really in depth about this story? I think we have. I are, think have we, we? Yeah. On our show? Well, why don't we do this? If people are interested in yeah. this sto- hearing this story again, yeah, they can tweet at us at smartpeoplepod. What if they don't tweet? I don't, I don't tweet. If nobody tweets at us, Oh, you're saying if people don't tweet at all? No, no, yeah. Email us. Smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know you want to hear this story. If we get enough people that want to hear the story, let's do the story. Because I think we could make an entire episode out of that. Yeah, I mean, because it's more than just, I hate, I really freaking hate. I feel like I was the original, but then everybody piled on. I hate the like, I worked in corporate America. Okay, like, it's stupid, right? Yes, we all have that, right? But- Here's the thing. If shortened, condensed version, we started the podcast to figure out what we wanted to do. And I always say through the podcast, we figured it out, but it wasn't due to the guests per se. It was due to the journey of podcasting. Oh, absolutely. It was the learning we did. But don't you think that's crazy that our two lives have been put on a path due to this show? I think that's crazy. It's nuts. Both of us got our jobs because of the Because of the show. How often can you say that, right? Well, I think it separates you from when you're applying for a job, it separates you from other candidates where you're talking about something that you're passionate about and is cool. People, I I have a question for you. I have a question for you. How many jobs have you interviewed for since starting the show? One. Really? Yeah. Is it one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, that's right. No, it's, yeah, it's It's one. one. Wow. Because here's the thing I've interviewed for one, two, three. In all three of those, I would say the majority of my time was spent somehow discussing this podcast. Oh, my entire interview for a general assembly was. So we're four for four. Yeah. Right. And the only reason I didn't interview for other jobs was because I went back to my job. No, no, that's I remember. Right after starting the podcast. And then you went to GA. Got it. All right. So all that out of the way, we really, really just want to say happy holidays. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this. And I cannot wait for connecting with you further in 2018, 2019, 2020, making this a real global thing. But from there, let's start off with this, Roach. A Have we ever talked about why your name is Roach? Yes. Actually, I I listened to episode no. one. Did you? Yeah. We talked about it on episode uh, one? A week ago because you called me Roach and you had to explain to everybody. You're like, listen, John is Roach. So when you hear me say Roach, that's who I'm speaking about. I've called him that since we were in high school. It's a hard thing to get away from. That, was, right, in then, the, that was in the Walter Willett episode. All right, then go back and listen to episode one. So Roach, here's where I'd like to start. We are briefly, I'd say, can we put a timer on? three minutes to go through every guest of 2017 and just get our very initial reaction. And this is honest. We haven't planned for this. You know, sorry, I'm not sorry. This sounds terrifying. No, sorry, I'm not sorry. All right. Tell me when you got us on the timer. I don't know how I feel about this. That, no, <laughs> this dude, is terrifying. No, it's not. Because you know what, man? Like the world needs more authenticity. The world needs more. Hey, we had this guest on and I forgot that they were even on our show. It doesn't mean they were bad. It just means... It was a while ago. 
All right, are we on the clock? We are on the clock. All right, ready, go. Sam Weinman, How to Win at Losing. When at Losing was the book? Don't remember. It was so far ago, man. I'm sorry. That was what, January 2nd? January 2nd. You're probably good. Okay. David Hoffeld, Using Neuroscience to Sell. You remember that at all? Nope. I actually do. I remember remember thinking this was going to be BS, and I remember, wow, because using science to sell, it was actually really scientific. Like, it was good. So, I'm into that. Yuval Noah Harari, How Humans Have Become Gods and What It Means for Our Future. Dude. Homo Sapiens, I remember the book. Dude, one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Agreed. Was was Sapiens. And so he was promoting his new ones, which was Homo Deus. Yep, yep. I was combining those You know what? That's a future question. Read that book, Sapiens. Okay. Leanne Jacobs, How to Achieve Real Wealth. Beautiful Money. I still have that book hanging up. Do you remember it? It's different because you don't do the interviewing. So let's all be honest here. But, but I listen to every single one because I am editing those. No, no, I know. But I'm just saying the connection we have is a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I'm not there for the conversation. So in a way, I am a listener of our own show. You are. Yeah. That's a unique thing. And I give I, you feedback all the time where I'm do. like, hey, these are good really and good. Yeah, and bad. Um, eh, I remember, bad hasn't happened too many times. I remember with Leanne, I loved the business she built. I was really envious and I thought it was a, it was a authentic message so just to let you know you're only through not even through february right now and we're already two minutes in i told you that's not okay andy malinsky <laughs> i'll take the pause you know what doesn't jump out to me andy i love you heather gray heather gray okay do you remember her at all yes okay we got a ton of feedback she's one of my favorite people one of my favorite we got a ton of feedback from this episode because i feel like she said what it is she just straight up said it so heather if you're listening still mad respect you're one of my faves jennifer muller creative change kind of sorry all right christopher brinton and mung chang i remember this i do remember the podcast you liked it i loved it you're a nerd (laughs) i i loved can i tell you why i didn't let me be honest here they're brilliant people and this podcast is smart people. It's about smart people. The message just wasn't, it wasn't there. I feel like it wasn't culminated perfectly. So moving on, Kate Rayworth, I remember her for two reasons. One, her donut economics changed the way I think about supply and demand. Agreed. As a law. Agreed. And she's either married to or in some capacity related to Roman Kersnarek, who's again, like an epic SPPer. Yes. Yeah. I don't know the relation there. Yeah. Larry Robertson. Are you ready for this? Me and Larry met for uh, lunch in Tyson's Corner. He's local. Guy is killing it. He's written like three best-selling books, and he's brilliant. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? Okay. And India Ghosts. I remember that one as well. I remember all these, but um, eh. I loved it. Mobile economy. Yeah. It's you, my wheelhouse. You know, this is why we always had such a good rapport, because you like the ones that Guy Winch Guy, I found him on TEDx. Great message. Do you remember Guy at all? I do. Good episode. Seth Stevens Davidovitz. You know what? Do you remember that? Your your nickname in college was Google, right? Or Chip, one of those. Yeah, both. Do you remember Seth? I do. And I can't remember the specifics of this because I mix up multiple people that have the three names. Yeah. And there was another one. So you'll have to remind me. I remember about Seth, though. 
I look at my Google history and it's terrifying. And so that's what he was proving to me. I don't know why you're so intently staring at your phone. You got to have some more drinks and loosen I'm up. I'm looking at your screen. RP Eddie, how to predict disasters. That guy, I love that guy because he basically said, look, I'm not that smart. I'm just a guy. And he's, by all visions of success, he's made it. And, and he, his, his message was brilliant. He was just humble, but I like that. Brett Velikovich, one of the best books I read in 2017. Yeah, I actually I loved, read that one. I, I did not read the book, but well, yeah, I loved, you don't get the free books. I loved this interview. Mm-hmm. Um, drones and drone warfare fascinating yeah and and he's like in the middle of it so all right we probably should have put episode numbers next to it so you can find it but paul armstrong this is legit good job peter brannon how the world ends oh i love that he was talking about extinctions i learned a lot from that dude i really did journalists like real journalists like him yeah i remember now they're clutch yeah they get their stories really well frank ostaseski what death can teach us about living one of the more moving podcasts I've ever recorded. It was just deep, dude. I really don't know what more to say about that. It was great. I really, I mean that. Dr. Alan Francis, man, people hated that. This was, people. Hated oh my that. gosh. I can't believe the comments, tweets, and emails. Well, we were talking politics. That we got about this. I know, but we, we were accused of being the liberal agenda machine I mean, it's and, not a machine. It's just being right. And it's tough. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's just tough to talk about. But I, I I don't know. I was blown away by the response that we got from that. And also what level of, I guess, clout people think that we had where we were like <laughs> changing the minds of the world. It was crazy. I don't know. These are polarizing topics. You know, that's true. Next, we've got Suzanne Buffard, How to Raise a Smart Child. Look, she must have done something right because I swear my child's a genius. I feel like you had a lot of conversations with Suzanne about raising children. Was probably. that the case? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. She's great. W. Keith Campbell. Oh, narcissism. I was like, wait, what did we title that? Narcissism. Yeah. Uh, I also think we got political in that one too. Yeah, we did. Because of. Actually, I tried not to. I remember on that one. I, I do. Yeah. Man, it's... I'm sorry. If you're still listening, I hope you like it. Dude, 2017 was a wild ride for politics. So <laughs> Todd Davis. Honest. Todd Davis. Um, Straight from Franklin Covey. He's an executive at my company. And I love how tangible his exercises were. Or at least the message. Like, being able to do something with it. Yeah, I agree. That was one of the episodes where I found myself taking notes. Yeah, Which yeah, I don't yeah. do a lot yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. But that was awesome. Good point. All right, Philip Shepard. Okay, Philip Shepard, my dad actually brought him up. My dad said, I couldn't tell from the interview. Did you think he was legit or did you think he was a quack? And uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I think his message is so real. It's this idea of like we place too much emphasis on our brain and on uh, how smart we are. And we need to think of our senses in the full scale of our body but that's a tough conversation to have i might not have brought it out properly interesting yes. i didn't take i didn't take that same uh no same approach when listening and editing it 
Morgan Simon, she she took the call on Skype from her phone in the rain in San Francisco. I remember that. Morgan was awesome. She's just great. seems super genuine. Really genuine. Just wanted to spread her message, which I always love. Episode 285, Steve McKee. Honestly, he's one of the reasons that I feel like you and I will turn this into a career. Well, I'm staring at his book right now. It's yeah. literally right in front of me. When Growth Stalls. Man. It's right here. I just got it today. Paid for it. Steve, I bought the book uh, because we're going to go through the book, do the exercises yeah. and get this, get this rolling. You know what? If this, all this chit chat makes it to this episode, Steve is one of a few people who have said, listen, what you're building, what you're doing is the reason I do what I do. I like working with creatives. I like working with creators. I will help you at no cost, no return no ulterior motives i just want to help you guys and when that happens i mean he's the ceo of a big time branding marketing firm right he's like let's get on the phone after this call for an hour yeah it always renews my spirit in creativity i agree i agree all right uh mike lewis last one how to jump you know mike such a great episode to end on jumping that thing you want to do yeah I think you mentioned it in the intro, calling it kindred spirits. Mm, yeah. It was really cool. I mean, when we got presented with the opportunity to to speak with Mike, it it gelled so well with what we do. Good times. So how long was that? I think we made it in the three <laughs> in the three minutes. We didn't even come close to our three minutes. And that's a wrap for our 2017 year in review and listener questions episode series. Even though it was only two episodes, Chris, so much fun. Enjoyed recording with you again. Enjoyed having you over at the home and drinking. Yeah, if we can make that the full-time gig, what a great time. We all really hope you enjoyed it. We are so appreciative, A, if you've stuck around this long, and B, for all your thoughtful questions. Feel free to reach out to us, smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. We love connecting with you. It's been a treat. Here's to a happy, healthy, and educated 2018.